You're listening to the Tommy Experience Podcast. All right. Hello, everyone. Feels like it's been a long time since I did this, and it's because it has been a long time. Uh, Welcome to the Tommy Experience. My name is Tommy. Uh, As you know, if you are listening for the first time or if you're listening for the 32nd time now, uh, thank you for doing so. Um, You can follow me on Twitter at TommyRB36. The show is at Tommy Experience, Twitter, Instagram, all those things. So make sure you follow. Make sure you like and subscribe to this podcast. Uh, It's a good time. I have a good time doing it. And uh, I have a lot of fun with the people who come on to do it with me, including today's today's guest, who you saw uh, the title of the podcast, is Director of Morale. And that can only be one person uh, when you're talking about the Chicago Cubs, at least. So we will get to that. Uh, But before... I get to that. I want to explain myself here. It has been two or three weeks, uh, well beyond what it's supposed to be since the last time a podcast was recorded for the Tommy experience. And that's because unforeseen obstacles, we had some cancellations. We had some other things going on. Uh, as you know, doing this and working full time and doing other things and stuff, it gets complicated, but we have much, much of content going out besides this podcast. Of course, you have the Tandem Draft, which is our NASCAR podcast, which you should definitely be listening to. Uh, And then you have Tuesday Takes, uh, where Jason and I kind of recap the week live on the ColorCast app and then uh, look forward to the next week. Um, So make sure you're checking those things out. Both of those are podcastable things. Uh, Tuesday Takes is a live show on the ColorCast app. Uh, But you can uh, hear lots of things and stuff beyond Chicago sports and uh, beyond the sports balls with NASCAR uh, with the Tandem Draft. So there are things going on and there are things going out, but it's not always this podcast. I'm hoping that's to change. Uh, But also when when doors close, other doors open. Uh, and, uh, and these events have helped me uh, catapult into uh, some new ideas we got going on. So uh, everybody remembers my pal Drew, who did all the art and the websites and things and stuff. Uh, he and I are working on some things uh, along with Griffin and Jason. Everybody's going to be a part of something that's coming up, hopefully in the next month or so, that you'll see on the interwebs uh, and get to get to interact with. Maybe some new friends and partners coming along for the ride, too. Uh, so we will see. But as for now, you got this podcast and you got the Tandem Draft and you got Tuesday Takes uh, still going strong. The website is under construction. So if you were to go to TommyExperience.com, you would not be able to do anything because uh, we're working on something here. So bear with us. Uh, stay in touch with Twitter and things because that's where you'll find the, the new things and stuff. Um, but until that project is done... Uh, we will be website-less, but that is okay because that's not going to stop us from putting out weekly things and stuff here. So uh, that's enough of that because I'm afraid that I'm going to spoil everything. Let's get into some other things. There's some note. There's some newsworthy things to say to you. The first uh, um, is if you want sports headlines of the nation and the world or whatever, go listen to Tuesday Takes. You'll get everything you need there. Uh, if you want NASCAR stuff, go to the Tandem Draft. It's incredible. The Clash was incredible. The 
clash was so great for NASCAR. They put a quarter mile track inside the LA Coliseum and raced 23 cars on it. Uh, if you think that was chaotic, you were correct. It was chaotic. It was fun. And it's exciting for NASCAR because they're trying new things and uh, figuring stuff out. So to see if they can go do stuff nationally more or if they can go international. But you can hear all about that on the Tandem Draft. Uh, Griffin and I go in depth and we have a lot of fun doing it. So as far as the Cubs, uh, there's a couple rumors going out. The first and most important is that Anthony Rizzo might be coming home on a two or three year deal. Uh, to I don't know if that would end his career, but it would bring him home to Chicago, and I'm all for it. So bring him home, bring Chris Bryan home, whatever you got to do. But nothing can happen until the baseball, uh, the owners and the players figure stuff out. As far as I'm concerned, what's happening is uh, the owners are not negotiating with the players. They're just waiting out the players who are going to have to play at some point, which is uh, very unfortunate for the sport, and it's stupid because you have billionaires fighting millionaires, and uh, I'm on the side of the millionaires because I hate all the billionaires. Um, so there you go. There's a little nugget on that. But also, the Cubs are rumoring that they're going to start a streaming service with Marquee Sports for $18 a month. Uh, it's going to include all the games and Cubs programming, which it depends on where you are, if that's valuable for you or not. Uh, because if you're in the Chicago area and you have marquee sports, obviously you're not going to get it. But uh, $18 a month would save you from uh, buying MLB.TV and going about that route. Uh, but you have people that are blacked out in Iowa and, and other parts of the country that they would pay like 30 or $40 a month if they could just see the Cubs. Um, but I'm going to get into a little bit of that with my guest today. A couple other news nuggets. The Bears have filled out their coaching staff. Uh we're just going to wait and see what happens now. I guess we just wait for the draft. I don't know. I'm not excited about anything yet. I, I like the guys that they chose. It'll be great. But the draft is in April, and they're not going to play a game until August. So hard to be excited. As for other football things, the Super Bowl is this weekend. If you want to hear our picks, go listen to Tuesday Takes or just follow Twitter. I'm sure I'll be very loud about it. So... There's your headlines. There's your catch-up of what things are going on here. Now we need to get to today's guest, uh, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. Dom underscore Frederick is on the podcast today. Uh, he self-proclaimed director of morale, and I'm going to back it up. You talk to this guy, you want to run through a brick wall. I love Dom. I love what he does on Twitter. He interacts with fans. He interacts with players. Uh, he speaks for the city of Chicago, and I appreciate that. Nobody goes harder for their city than me and Dom. That's what I'll say. But there are great fans out there, and Dom is one of them. And I was excited to get the opportunity to talk to him, uh, which you will hear right now. Uh, everybody, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs, Dom underscore Frederick. All right, uh, I'm here. Very special guest with us right now, uh, the director of morale for the Chicago Cubs. If you're on Twitter, you know him as Dom. Uh, Dom is with me right now. Dom, thank you for making the time today. Uh, first question has to be how you started as a Cubs fan. Whole life thing. Uh, I mean, just just talk to me about your history as a Cubs fan. Yeah, thanks again for having me, Tom. Um, it really started, yeah, whole life. I mean, I 
grew up in the area. My parents were Cubs fans, uh, going to Wrigley at an early age, watching Sammy obviously doing his thing in the late nineties and early two thousands, um, really just gravitated me towards baseball. And I would end up playing baseball for, you know, uh, throughout college. So yeah, I, you know, born and raised, uh, major Cubs fan, Chicago sports fan, the whole deal, probably, uh, as I said earlier, probably, uh, was most passionate about baseball growing up, which kind of brought me to, you know, tweeting about baseball and stuff like that. And the Cubs specifically, so pretty standard upbringing, um, but very thankful for it as well. Yeah. So, so you've always been in the, in the Chicago area. Yep. Yeah. I went to, I didn't go to college in the area, but, um, I definitely brought my, my fandom, uh, along with me to the, you know, my, my roommates and people I played with who were not Cubs fans at all and thought, you know, Chicago was, uh, whatever small town. That's a, that's a story for another day, but yeah, Yeah. you know, trying to educate people about the Cubs, even back then when Cubs weren't very good. And, you know, I was telling people, well, you know what, you better watch out. They're going to be good one day when, you know, Theo has everything going. So yeah, ended up working out, but yeah, yeah. That's that's kind of where it came from. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's uh, it's tough to get people on board when you're losing a hundred games a year. But when that when the turn happened, it happened pretty quickly, which was pretty yeah, nice. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, a lot of people didn't believe, but you know, I know there are a lot of people out there, myself included, that were really stubborn about what went on, and eventually it paid off for sure. Yeah, awesome. So as time goes on, Twitter is created, uh, and Twitter mm-hmm. turns into something that nobody saw what was it was supposed to be uh and you took full advantage of it and gave and uh were was given the title of director of morale for the chicago cubs yeah given i mean presented it by myself created yeah whatever yeah ran with (laughs) it uh i know it's uh i mean this is going on my i think ninth season tweeting about the cubs um, yeah, I, it really just kind of happened organically. Um, I know people, you know, want to run with me being uh, you know, crazy person who created this title for myself. It just it it just came out of nowhere, honestly, and I just went with it. And, it, you know, that, that's really where it came from. I, yeah. I've always found Twitter to be interesting. I think a lot of people find it to be interesting and uh, definitely a way for people to get away from their daily lives and have a laugh. And yeah. obviously tweet about, you know, things you're passionate about, like Chicago sports and the Cubs in particular. So that's really where it came from. I mean, I remember tweeting out before MLB had the, you know, very strict, uh, DCMA laws. Uh, if I'm saying that correctly, um, I remember posting stuff on vine and then, you know, you could just send it right to Twitter. And those were the days back yeah. then. Um, and that's kind of where everything started. And then you just kind of build your voice or, you know, just tweet like you normally would if you were sitting on your couch or watching a game. So, um, yeah, you know, people have thankfully been, uh, interested to hear what I have to say. And I'm just trying to make people laugh. And I know I have a unique, uh, perspective on the team and sports in general. I'm an eternal optimist. So, that's really where it came from, to be honest with you. I love it. And I got to tell you, so <laughs> my first experience with you, Dom, and, and I kind of came in uh, to the Twitter game a little late, uh, as, yeah. like tweeting about the Cubs and stuff. So I was like probably 2015, 2016-ish, really right when the Cubs were making the turn. Uh, yeah. And so 
I lived in Atlanta at the time. And okay. so I'm kind of fending for myself down there with my Braves friend, Braves fan friends. And yeah. uh, they kept asking me, how you feeling? How you feeling? And I would always say Cubs and four, like Cubs and yeah. four. Like that was my <laughs> saying. So when I make it to Twitter, I see this guy named Dom saying Cubs and four. I'm like, how does he know my saying? Like, this is my oh. saying, <laughs> not completely realizing that there's, 3.8 million Cubs fans up no, here that yeah, are probably yeah. saying the exact same thing that I'm saying. <laughs> so No, I get it. Yeah, I, I mean, I have to remind myself of that, too, at times. I totally understand. I've yeah. Again, I've uh, at in, in, in the same vein, I, I've found myself to um, be stubborn about that, but I totally get where you're coming from. Yeah. If it's your thing, it's your thing. No, I get it, Tom. You know I what? It, you know what? It's our thing. You know? It's yeah, our it. thing. Exactly. So, yeah, you're so right. the first time I saw it, I was like, Who's this jerk? I'm pissed at him. Yeah. But you know, over the, over the years, you you are the heart of Cubs Twitter for sure, in my opinion. The director of morale, you. you know? Uh no, I appreciate it. <laughs> yeah. So love that I love that you gave yourself the title director of morale. Um, and Twitter works in mysterious ways to the point where you kind of create a relationship with Cubs players who know who you are on Twitter and then, and then different avenues happen. Tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. I mean, the first one was, uh, Schwarber back in, let me think back. That was, it's crazy to think it was like three, uh, two, two or three years ago now when we posted our first, uh, collab with Schwarber for the neighborhood heroes foundation foundation. That was awesome. I cannot be more thankful for Kyle and even though he's moved on and the Cubs cut him for nothing and, you know, he goes on to have a great year, um, I'm still, you know, incredibly loyal and uh, supportive of him. And he's been the same for me over the years. So it's been awesome to see. And then just going kind of down the line, I mean, Darvish uh, and his family have been incredibly supportive as well. And then yeah. Ian, I don't know if you can really top him. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's, it's been something. Um, you know, I, I don't know how it kind of comes about, to be honest with you. I don't know if it's me just uh, being a pest in terms of tagging people, which I, I try not to do, or it just, you know, happens. I, I don't really know. I mean, I, well, I guess one way you could put it is these guys are humans, and they, you know, they're regular people, and they yeah. check social media. It's part of their lives. And, um, you know, I guess when I'll talk to a player or start to – I don't, I, I often say it in joking terms to build a relationship with a player. I, you know, I think, uh, people see the other side of me and, you know, uh, it's not just, it, it's hard just to get my whole mindset and my whole personality off of, you know, 240 character tweets. Right. And yeah. I'll tweet like a couple times a day. So, um, yeah, but I, again, very, very thankful. And, um, it's, it's been awesome. And if we can find ways to connect with players to, help charity for instance like i've done with schwarber and uh ian and and other guys um, i'm more than happy to do it and uh, i'm very proud of what we've accomplished over the last i don't know whatever it's been like yeah. nine seasons yeah things stuff like that it's it's just awesome that like that people like you and me like specifically you get these opportunities to like like you said like they are humans also that live lives as people yeah and you could say that for yourself too, because I mean, your Twitter stuff is awesome, but you've got to you got to be able to separate it too for yourself, you know. 
and to have like conversations and with like real conversations with other real people such as yeah. Kyle Schwarber and Ian Happ and stuff. I mean, that's, that's awesome. Uh, and to make that connection from like fan to friend of these guys that suit up that wore the, like are wearing the same uniforms as your heroes growing up, you know, it's, it's Absolutely. cool. And, and as, as this generation is getting older, I know me, I'm 27 years old now. So I'm seeing guys out there that are my age, like that I could be boys with, you know, like I, like yeah. I could be their boy. They're not like, yeah, they're wearing the uniform of my heroes, but like I could be friends with them because they are people too. So it's cool to see that from the outside. Um, and I appreciate your work, like with, with Kyle Schwarber and the neighborhood friends thing. Uh, but I want to get Thank into you. the Ian Happ thing really quick because you got like, uh, when quarantine started, he started his coffee company and then you work with him for a morale blend, a morale yes. blend of coffee. Yes. We're, um, I mean, it's been going on for about a year now and yeah. I'm like, I've been saying incredibly thankful for Ian to really get me involved. I mean, he was the one that pitched the idea to me and then we kind of ran with it. And Ian and I are both, uh, passionate about golf and to be able to support, uh, first T gray Chicago meeting their organization and the leadership there, uh, seeing their new facility over the summer has been awesome helping underprivileged kids and kids in general in the city, uh, have a place to go for as an after school program or get them involved with golf or get them involved with, you know, simply any positive aspect, uh, that can get them away from maybe negative situations or make them positive, uh, or give them a positive experience in general has been awesome. And, and I had a blast working with Caleb, uh, the founder or CEO, I think it's, that's his title, but um, it's been great. And we've found a way to transition it into uh, the bowls and try to make it more of a seasonal thing. But yeah, I, I, I know over the, uh, over the years, uh, over the year, especially when we brought it out, I was like, I am uh, confident and kind of tying it originally to the Cubs doing well back. I think that was in April or May. Um, and I think people kind of took it the wrong way. This is, this is simply a project just to, you know, help first tee and, uh, you know, that, that's what connect is all about. So I've been, again, very fortunate to, uh, be a part of it. Yeah. Thankful that they wanted to be, uh, they want, they wanted morale to even be part of their product line. And it's, it's been a lot of fun and hopefully we can keep it going for years to come. Yeah. And I mean, if it helps add Brett like on the mound, if he wants to drink it before, yeah. before a start, by all means, you know, who's going to say no, who says no. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I always bring it back to the, you know, space jam, like uh Michael secret stuff. Yes. If I'm saying that correctly. Yeah. I'll, always going back. It's all the uh, placebo effect. So, Hey, whatever it is, you know, yeah. but there is something in that blend. Yeah. And I, and I love what you said about trying to, trying to branch outside of the Cubs too, because, uh, I, I take pride in, in being someone that goes hard for this city, uh, Cubs, Bears, Bulls, Hawks, whatever, like this is my city, uh, and yep. I'm running with it, ride or die. And you are the same. And, and that's awesome because you're tweeting about the Bulls now. Um, you, you're tweeting about the bears, you're tweeting about everybody in the town and giving them their right due. You're mad at the people to be mad at. You're happy with the people <laughs> to be happy with. I love seeing people like that. Not even like just Chicago people, because there's people that go hard for other cities too. But I have, I have a place in my heart for people to go hard for Chicago. And, and I love that you have that in you as well. 
Thank you. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, I don't want to say there's a responsibility by me to echo or champion any efforts that the general population of fans want, but I do hear a lot of stuff from fans. Like I, I get a lot of DMs or I'm constantly interacting with fans on Twitter or just talking to them. And I get a sense of like, Hey, what do they want or what, what's bothering them or what are they looking for? And I often, while it might not affect me in a way, like I know there's someone out there, for instance, like the, uh, the um, news about the potential like direct streaming service with marquee, I think has some good and bad things, but I've also heard so many fans who like are just blacked out by six different teams because they live in one corner of Iowa or one right. corner of Northwest Illinois. And like the Cubs are their favorite teams and they can't do anything. And I can't watch any of the games because it's crazy. Right. And I get, yeah. you get a VPN, but regardless of what it is, I, I hear that. And I think as I've gotten older, I've tried to be a little bit more uh, understanding of that. And, yeah. You know, kind of tweet through that sense, if you will. Yeah. Because I mean, there's, there's some people that are thinking like $18 a month. That's, that's, completely ridiculous but then you have people like that that would pay 80 dollars a month if they could just watch oh yeah every single day you know yeah for sure and the uh, again i i I say this a lot and i don't try to demean my own status as a fan but there are a lot of better cubs fans than myself simply being that there are people that are going to live in wrigleyville their entire lives because they cannot imagine being like outside of a one mile radius of the federal landmark because it's that ingrained in them and their whole being. So I have a lot of respect for those people, the people that spend money on season tickets when they don't have money to spend on season tickets. I think it's incredible. And I think it's what makes this fan base. Awesome. It's what makes the city awesome. Um, And I just, uh, you know, want to give those people uh, a little bit of shine, you know, because they, they don't get enough uh, respect, um, especially in today's age. Hell yes. Dom, I'm ready to run through a brick wall right now. Um, Uh, let's wrap this up. I mean, just by how are you feeling about the Cubs right now? What's your state of the Cubs? I know we're, we're upset about a few things. Yeah. Uh, statues being moved, uh, sports books going up. Uh, there's, there's so many things going on right now. Just the general vibes. Where are you at? I mean, baseball doesn't exist right now, but (laughs) yeah, I'm glad you brought up the statue because I think I saw some mixed reactions to it and people that, maybe don't you know don't like what I say about the Cubs which is fine but I really think like I I don't know why more people weren't talking about that I think if you were going to move uh Ronnie and Billy Williams like do it the first day of the offseason if you have to go get those statues refurbished then go get those statues refurbished in October don't do it in the end of January and don't tell me like all right well they're just going to be in this place for a couple they're going to a storage facility in Michigan. What happened to these sacred, like the sacredness of these statues? I mean, yeah. of, for all of all people, Ron freaking Sano, you're going to move him to a, like a, a temporary storage facility in Michigan. And you couldn't you find any fair closer. <laughs> yeah. One spot, one spot in the landmark. I mean, I mean, come on, really? Uh, Again, yeah. you want to sit there clean, refurbished. I understand it. I'm not saying you shouldn't do that. But I'm saying if that was really the point, then do it at the start of the offseason. Again, people are saying I could, I'm could. i making it too big of a deal. But, man, I, like I, I thought these things were a big deal. At least that's the way I look at them. Yeah. That's, the, that's the way I look at yeah. a lot of Cubs fans that are diehards, like the ones I mentioned earlier. It's like, the, again, 
these are their heroes. These are mm-hmm. the the stories they're going to tell their grandkids and children about. Like, it, this, this is the type of stuff you don't move those statues. You don't move those types of things into into storage facilities. Yeah, bar none. Period. If ands or buts, it just does not happen. And so if, yeah, and if I, you're going to restore them too, like they they picked a place in Michigan. There's got to be a local market somewhere closer that could probably use some local business around here to do something, you know? That's the something. first thing that came to my mind. Something. Something. It better be back on opening day. It better yeah. be back on opening day. We don't have, like, it's only, like, six more weeks, yeah. seven more weeks max. Lord no, willing. I'm sorry. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. No. No, yeah. No, we're right. I'm right. Like, yeah. seven more weeks Yeah. until opening day. So, like, again, if you found a place for them, Fine, but just communicate that to the fans. I always go back to this 2020, uh, 2020 Cubs convention going into the 2020 season. That night when Ricketts got booed because they, you know, announced the marquee network. Fine, get it, whatever. Like, uh, I'm fine with the marquee network. Point being is, I remember specifically, I was sitting there, uh, listening to Ricketts talk, and he said, I want to have the best connection with the fans and the best relationship with the fans. Well, Part of that, Tom, <laughs> is being open and honest, as silly as you might think it is, yeah. thinking from like an owner's or a Rob Manford perspective of this just being a hunk of metal. Like, you need to communicate that with the people that are signing up for season tickets, the people that are living in the neighborhood, the diehards. Like, yep. it might not seem like a big deal for you, but I can guarantee for a lot of fans, myself included, and a lot of better diehard fans than myself, that's a big deal and uh I, I thought it was short-sighted maybe they'll prove me wrong and yep. it'll be back opening day but i doubt it yeah no i'm with you i mean i was one of those uh lucky few that got i got uh a little under a year i got to live uh about a block away from the federal landmark and yeah. probably more days than not i took multiple laps like just just I was working from home during the pandemic and I was like, you know what? Yep. I need a lap or go say hi to Ronnie, go say hi to Harry, like make my, make my lap and then go back to work, you know? And I love it. Yeah. And I, I mean, those it. statues mean something to us and yep, absolutely. So I'm totally with you on that. Uh, the sports book, it's whatever. I knew it was coming. Um, it, it's whatever. That's my opinion. It, on it. Yeah. And I don't have a problem with it. That's if you want to build a sports book, fine. I hope you make it fit somewhat into the confines yeah. of the block in the neighborhood. Like, okay, I get it. It's 2022. I know everyone's in bed with the sports book. That's not the point. The point is it's better to simply move them in a place in another place uh, within the grounds of the federal landmark yep. than shipping them to a storage facility. And it's much better if you did it in the confines of like the actual off season, instead of pushing it back into God knows when they could yeah. not be, I mean, there's a potential they're not back this year. So I, yeah, I they couldn't be sad. closer to the, to the mark of hopefully opening exactly. day. And now they're doing this. It's like you had, you had all that. Time. Not, yeah. Does not make sense. Yeah. I don't understand it. So I don't know. Hopefully they prove me wrong. Yep. I'm hoping so too. Um, Dom, I, let's end on a good note. The bulls are so back. They're so back. They're so back, and I'm never gonna I'm never gonna call myself an expert at no. uh, basketball. No. That's not the point. The point is is that I grew up watching the Bulls, and I remember um, you know doing my own intro 
when the when when Jordan and Pippen and Rodman were coming out, and I was wearing the Bulls jumpsuit as a little kid, wearing the Bulls jersey to school every single day. Like that's what it's all about. Yep. I'm, nothing's ever going to overtake the Cubs for me, but there's something special about the Bulls. There's something special about basketball, especially playoff basketball. And I feel like the city hasn't had that in a while. And I feel like if we can get more people behind this team, which is awesome and very likable, by the way, um, I'm all for it. And yep. uh, it's great to watch them on a nightly basis. I love all the players. Yes. DeMar has been awesome to have. Yeah. And, what a you know, scrub DeMar on. is, you know? Yeah. What a scrub. Go on and on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. DeMar going to every single like Chicago sporting event and like just showing up, whether yeah. it be, you know, the AO thing and in champagne or uh, going to the sky games or going to the Glenbard West games, the other going uh, to Windy City the, Bulls games. Yeah. Windy City Bowl, like whatever it is, man, I appreciate that. And I love the fact that so many people wrote him off. Yep. Uh, I love a good underdog. It always brings me back to. Not saying we were totally underdogs uh, because it is Chicago. It's one of the biggest markets. It's the Chicago, it's goddamn Chicago Cubs. But just thinking back to the, you know 2013 through 14, going into 15, like you guys are going to be terrible. You're going to be awful. Yep. That's kind of where I don't know. You get that little uh, chip on your shoulder yeah. after after those types of things. You want to feel that again, you know, when you're not the front runner yeah. anymore. Yeah, and you know, I've always I've always said too. I think Chicago. I think being a Chicago sports fans is the toughest uh, of any of them because there are expectations for that because you, you can talk about like being a Lions fan or, or something like that, but there's no expectations. When the Bears yeah. do one thing, it's like, oh, this team could make the playoffs. And then when they don't, it's like a disappointment. So we're all, like, yeah. we're always in that spot of like, we're supposed to be good and which is where yeah. you want to be. Uh, but not everybody can handle it like us, Dom. No, no, and I'm, and that's and not to go off on a tangent, but it's kind of the frustrating thing about baseball, right? No salary cap. Yep. You're the goddamn Chicago Cubs. You should be spending more money than anyone. And when you don't, that's when it gets really frustrating yeah. because there is nothing inhibiting you to be good. Like yeah. it's all in your hands. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it is. So, it's yeah. It's all in your hands. You have the money yeah. to do it. Bring the yep. beautiful family home of the Bryants, for God's sake, yep. and let's stop. Let's stop it. Like I was at, I went to the game when KB came back, and it was the most emotionally charged game of my life because it's like, that's our guy, and he's wearing a yeah. San Francisco uniform. Like, what are we doing? It was awful. It was awful. I hear you. Yeah. So. Well, you know what? I wouldn't. I'm. At the beginning of the offseason, I'd say no way that any of them would come back. Obviously, you know, Javi's not coming back. But I do think now that, you know, who knows when baseball is going to start. That's a totally separate conversation. But yeah. who knows? You, you never know. I mean, I think guys are going to be scrambling for jobs. And, I mean, clearly things aren't situated in terms of the MLB and the Players Association. So um, guys might be scrambling for a job. and. Yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Jed, he's, he's proven he will do it. I mean, they are as shrewd as anyone. But if he can find a way to get bring one of those guys back, maybe Rizzo, uh, yeah. I think it could happen. I think it would be a good fit. But Yeah, I, yeah any of them. I mean, I think you can find a place in your lineup for Anthony Rizzo and Chris Bryant. So Absolutely. Whatever. Absolutely. And, and, Tom, I'm the person who, uh, thinking talking about coining phrases, I'm not saying I did, but <laughs> – I went with the best nine for, for years, right, during yeah. the Joe Madden era and Albert Amora hitting 
lead off when he's batting, you know, 201 and they slug in 201 yep. is on base is 100. And that's kind of where it came from because like just put your best players on the field. But now as I've gotten older, I, we went through the whole Cubs winning phase and the competitive window phase. That might've been one of our biggest downfalls in the end mm-hmm. is we relied too heavily on those name guys and not to single them out, but it takes a whole lot of talent. It takes a lot of men. You're going to go through a lot of injuries. You need a lot of resources and just give me a, give me just a fat stacked lineup. And if there's a, a fat stacked roster, and if there's not an everyday lineup, well, so be it because I know things are going to be moving all around. And if you have enough talent to sustain yourself for 162 games, you're much better off than just going with the best nine. So I'll Let's put my go. hand up in terms of me being wrong at times. Let's go. I think that's something the Cubs struggled with. Yep, I hear you. I hear you. Uh, Dom, I love this. Thank you so much for this. Um, Absolutely, Tom. Thanks for I'm, having me. I yeah. appreciate it. I'm going to reach out to you again because I could talk baseball with you all day long. Absolutely. Whenever you need it, hopefully the next time we talk, there's a deal in place and we're getting ready for uh spring training or in we're in the midst of spring training yeah. I'm, I'm super excited for it. we need to, yep. we need baseball back right we, like we need baseball back uh, what, what what's, what's the day today it's the it's, seventh yep like pitchers and catchers should be reporting next week yeah and that's when you're getting the turn of the you know the spring that's when you're starting to feel good yeah like yeah oh yeah that's the time it's the time well hopefully the next getting- yeah hopefully next time we have a conversation we're talking about baseball happening and we're planning our trip to a bar to go get a beer and watch our team at the federal limb absolutely Let's i hear go. you tom absolutely All right. thanks dom i appreciate it brother absolutely have a good one i appreciate yeah. it all right take care man